Boy, I can remember hearing that song some time ago. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, if you, uh, if you would tonight, take your Bibles and turn over to the book of Judges, chapter number 7 tonight. If you would, find your... Find your place there in chapter number 7 of the book of Judges. We're going to see a little bit and we're going to talk a little bit about encouragement in the Lord. You know, when we can't find encouragement anywhere, we can find encouragement in the Lord. And in a day and a time that we see what we see and we live in, and I hate to talk about the negative of it, but there's a lot of ungodly things that goes on around us. Amen, there sure is. There's a lot of things that we don't want to swallow and we shouldn't have to swallow and we shouldn't have to deal with, but yet we are in this current world and we're told we're going to have to live here. Amen? But praise God, we don't live alone. We've got the Word of God to go by. (laughs) Amen. So let us see some encouragement tonight. We're going to focus on verses 7 through 15. If you would follow along with me, it says in verse 7, And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped, Will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thy hand, and let all the other people go, every man unto his place? So the people took victuals in their hand and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man, to his tent, and retained those three hundred men. And the host of Midian was beneath him in the valley. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host. For I have delivered it into thine hand. But if thou fear to go down, go thou with Pharaoh, thou servant, down to the host. And thou shalt hear what they, sh- they say, and after while, afterward shall thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then went he down with Pharaoh, his servant, unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude. And their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for multitude. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream. Boy, aren't you thankful for a dream? <laughs> Praise God. And lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it, that the tent lay alone. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. And it was so when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise. For the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. Encouragement in the Lord tonight. Amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for the day that you've given us, God. God, I know we don't deserve it, God. We haven't done anything for it, God. But I know, God, you chose to meet with us today. And so, God, I give you thanks and I give you praise, dear God, for what you accomplished. All honor and glory to you, God, alone. God, I ask now... God, not knowing a bit what people have come into the house with, God. God, I believe we need a word of encouragement. God, I know that's what you placed upon my heart, so here we are. 
And so, God, I ask now that you move me away, move me aside, God, and that, God, you preach, and the words that you have for your people be, God, be sent, God, and God, be received tonight. God, I ask you to breathe on us once again. God, your breath alone. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I do want to say a word here. You do realize that uh, in knowing this story of Gideon, which is, I'll say again tonight, is history, right? The Word of God is history, not just a story, right? And so in knowing this story, you'll remember there was a lot more than 300 people. Anybody know this story? Am I by myself tonight? You know there's a lot more than 300 people. You'd know that it started out with 22,000 men, right? 22,000 men, and then we saw God knock it down to 10,000 men, right? And then God took it from 10,000 to 300, all right? And it wasn't just 300 against 301, right? Everybody does realize that tonight, right? It was 300 against 135,000. Now, i got to be honest with you. If I'd have had 22,000, I'd have been upset. Hello, did, you, did y'all hear what I said? They're going up against 135,000 Midianites, right? And here he is, he starts out with 22,000. I would have been asking the Lord, is that enough? Right? Oh, maybe I'm by myself tonight. Huh? Right? No, I think we'd all been in that boat, right? I think we'd have. So can you imagine what old Gideon was feeling as he knocked it down to 10,000? Can you imagine? Uh, we done going to go more than half less, and we still going to win, right? And then, hey, that wasn't enough, so it was going to go down again, right? And, and, and for the reasons we don't all understand, I mean, we know for the first one it was courage, right? And, uh, hey, for the second one, maybe it was agility. I don't know. But I think God wanted to gain some glory. Did y'all catch it? I believe God wanted to gain some glory. Uh, Can I tell you, when God puts us in situations like that, that don't seem realistic, that don't seem like they're possible, God is looking to gain glory. God is looking to gain honor. And I can tell you, it's in those times in our life when it looks like we're down and out, when it looks like we're all pinned up, and it looks like we're not going to make it, hey, that we can hold on to a promise, amen? Number one, we got a promise. Look at here. Uh, And let me just say this, too, when we talk about 300 versus 22,000, I don't want to miss this. God is concerned about quality, not quantity. Did y'all catch that? He's concerned about quality, not quantity. And and, and hear my heart. I love every one of you. I want to fill the house. I want to ask God to fill the house. But I can tell you it would be a lot better to have 10 people on fire for Almighty God than have 100 people that's lukewarm. You might say, preacher, you might want to pack your study tomorrow. I don't really care. I was washing cars before. I could probably do it again. Not very well. I'd probably be sore the next day. But can I tell you this? In all seriousness, God's looking for a people that'll draw close to Him. God's looking for a people that's ready to do business with Him. I'm serious. There's plenty of people playing games. There's plenty of churches playing games. They come in, feel good, had a nice experience, right? A good pat on the back, and then they go out the door, and nothing took place, folks. God is looking for quality, 
He's looking for a relationship with you and I. He wants to do something in our lives. We're not just living and breathing just to exist and take up space. Praise God He wants to use us. Praise God He wants to do something with us. Listen, I don't care if people... Listen, you can join the church by salvation. You can join the church by moving your letter. I don't really care how you join if you come on fire for God, ready to do something for God, folks. That's what matters. God's called us to a work. He's called us to a life of living for Him, surrendering our all, realizing that, listen, this body is a sacrifice to the Lord God that does not belong to me, but it belongs to Him. Sometimes we need to remember that we're bought and paid with a price, and a high price it is. But look here, we look, number one, at a promise from the Lord. Look with me at verse number 9 tonight. Verse number 9. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him. Look, that's a clue right there. When you're right with God, guess what? You talk to God and God talks to you. Did y'all catch that? Maybe everybody didn't get that. When you're right with God, you talk to Him and He talks to you, folks. And yes, we do live in a day where God still speaks, all right? Listen, when I pray and hit my knees, God will give me an answer. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God's inside of me. He's working and He is stirring, folks. And guess what? Every time it'll line up with His precious Word. Thank God we can talk to Him. Look at this. And it came to, to pass. We there again about that. It came to pass. The same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down unto the host. He didn't got a commandment, right? He didn't got told what to do. How many of you know we need God to tell us what to do? I'm serious tonight. If we're serious for God, if we're seriously on fire for God, if we seriously want to see a movement of God, guess what we'll do? When God speaks, we'll listen. And not only will we listen, but we'll go. We'll go. We won't question. We won't hesitate. We won't wait. But guess what we'll say? God, when, where, and how, I'm ready to go. And when it don't make sense, you do it anyway. Huh? Listen, I've had God tell me to do things that did not make sense in my life. Just this past two weeks ago, he told me to do something that I thought, I just didn't think it was a good idea. Can I tell you it ended up being a good idea? Now look, you all wonder what it was. I can't tell you what it was, but I can tell you this, God moved and God blessed. And even though it was crazy and even though it got crazier, guess what? God blessed. God blessed. He blesses obedience, folks. He blesses obedience. And what he's looking for today is a people who will say, send me, I'll go. I'll go. But look at here. We find the promise. I still ain't got to the promise, but we're working there. All right? We're getting there. Here we go. Verse 9. It came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down into the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. Guess what? There's the promise. Now listen. How many people's he got? 300 people. And he's going up against 135,000. And where me and you, well, maybe not you now. Wait a minute. We don't want to offend anybody here tonight. Here I am. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, Lord, we ain't got but 300 people. Unless you're going to supernaturally make them giants, we ain't got a chance. Huh? Hey, can you imagine all of y'all, we're about to go out and even take out 75,000 people. I'm looking at y'all like, what are we going to go with? James Allen used to punch in on keys. Huh? You know, I, I, I'm serious, though. How many, we do that, though, do we not? I mean, we laugh about it. It's funny. It really is. 
But how many times do we do that, though? We'll, we'll, look, at the, we'll look at the battle. We'll look at what's ahead of us. And we'll look around and say, God, we ain't got enough. And how many of you know we ain't got enough? Not if we're looking at ourselves. We ain't got enough because we don't measure up. We ain't got it. Who's the standard? Let's go back to that. Who's the standard? Jesus is, right? We don't have enough. We don't measure up. But we see anyway God gives a promise. How many of you know if you'll be obedient, God will keep giving you a promise? Yes. If you'll be faithful, guess what? God will keep giving you a promise. So what does, what does he say? I'm going to read it to you again. And it came to pass the same night, and the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down into the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. I tell you what, for the child of God who's going to be obedient to God, who's going to listen to God, who's going to follow to God, you're going to do just what Gideon did. You're going to go, right? You're not going to question. You're not going to wonder. Too many times in our lives we're wondering, we're questioning, we're backing up, folks, when we need to be moving forward for Almighty God. Trusting Him all the way. Yes, sometimes it's not going to make sense. Sometimes it ain't going to all add up. Sometimes our math and God's math don't equal each other. How many of y'all know that's the truth? Huh? I've seen God do things that people say wasn't possible. But yet God did it. Why? Because He's God and we're not. He's God. We need to realize who He is. We need to hold on to the promises from the Lord. Hey, uh, I, I wrote this down because it just came on my heart this afternoon. And, and don't you love when God gives you something out of nowhere? He can do that, can't He? This is what I wrote down. Get up and claim what God has already ordained. Did y'all catch that? Get up and claim what God's already ordained. So many times God will ordain things in our life. He'll tell us it's going to happen. He'll tell us just to go to the other side. It's going to be there. It's going to be done. And instead we'll question. But can I tell you what we ought to do is claim it? We ought to claim it. I wonder if we, why, you know, I wonder if because we don't see more victories, it's because we're not willing to claim the victory. You ever thought about that? Why? Because we're looking at what we have to offer and not what God has to offer. Can I tell you God's got everything to offer us? God's got everything to do for us. He don't owe us a promise. Do you realize that? He didn't owe him a promise. But he gave him one. But he gave him one. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Number two. We see the presence of God. Uh, let's go back and read 6 through 10 together. Y'all ready? It says, And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were 300 men, but all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink the water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the 300 men that lapped will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thine hand, and let all the other people go, every man into his place. So what they do? The people took victuals in their hands and their trumpets and sent all the rest of Israel, every man into his tent, and retained those 300 men, and the host of the Midian was beneath him in the valley. We're going to read through. And it came to pass, the night the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down into the host, for I have delivered into thy hand. And verse number 10, But if thou fear to go down, thou with furrow thy servant down to the host, and thou shalt hear... What they say, and afterward shall thine hand be strengthened, though get down into the host. Then he went he down with Pharaoh his servant unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude. Can y'all imagine what that looked like? Huh? Now God then gave him a promise, but who do you think's going with him? As I'm reading this, are y'all with me? 
Huh? We, we're listening to a promise, folks. Look at here. Grasshoppers for multitude. I don't know about you, but that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Look at here. And their camels were without number. Now, I don't know what a camel's good at. Spitting, I guess, or something like that. But, I mean, when you got camels unnumbered, that's a lot of camels. Right? And I don't know, but if you got a lot of camels, that means you got a lot of something else if you can afford all them camels, right? Huh? Boy, how big our foes seem sometimes. Huh? How outnumbered we feel sometimes. But who's greater, folks? Our God is. And there were camels were without number in the sands by the seaside from multitude. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream and lo a cake of barley bread tumbled in the tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it that the tent lay alone you know people say can god do this can god use that can 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 god um, can can god do can can god use this to get to that or use this to get to that you know what i tell people i don't know i ain't god i'm serious they're like is you the preacher you know huh I don't know, God, I don't know what God may use. I know this, God, God has spoke to me on scriptures on the backside of pickup trucks. So you want to ask me? Go ahead, because I'll tell you God can do it. He's God, folks, right? What we need to do is just trust Him and believe. God can use whatever He wants to. And it's he, we see it here, He uses a dream. And praise God he does because the old boy who, who heard the dream, boy, he knew. He knew what was to come. He knew the doom that was before those people and for him. Right? God sent a message. And how many of you know when God sends a message, he sends a clear message? Huh? Listen, I'm serious. If it's all cloudy and fuzzy, don't you go with it yet. <laughs> Because my God gives a clear answer. And when my God gives a clear answer, guess what? You'll have peace about it. I'm serious about that. These dumb things I've done in my life that I didn't pray about. Y'all know it. We talked about it this afternoon. Everybody knows my life. And I have done some crazy mess. Four-wheelers, motorcycles. Y'all know all my story. And I ain't prayed a bit about none of it. Did y'all hear me? Somebody might want to get the recorder out. I'm sure Dakota got it back there. Ain't prayed a bit about it in this world. And caused me more trouble than I could ever imagine. Because I didn't pray. And you know, we laugh about it. And, it, and you know, it is funny. I mean, because I don't have payments on that stuff no more. But praise Praise God. He works it out, folks. I'm serious. Where would we be without Him? And yet, why don't we trust Him? Why don't we just trust Him? I, you know, our, our battles are going to be big. Our battles are going to be great. I mean, we're laughing about the amount of camels, but could you imagine what that looked like to them? And Lord, you want me to drag 300 men out there? What, that they just going to be slaughtered to death? Trust me. Trust me. And whatever we're going through tonight, guess what he's saying? Trust me. So not only was his presence with them. Do y'all remember those words that he'd never leave you nor forsake you? 
How about those, how about those words from the lips of Christ? I am with you always. Huh? What about them words? How about the very words that he goes to prepare a place for you? Hey, but that he's coming back for you. Huh? What about those promises? You see, we get down and out and we get defeated and we get so low. But if we could just trust him, if we could just remember his promises. You know, I believe that God wants to hear the promises, his promises on the lips of his children. I believe it pleases him. I believe it ple- pre- uh, pleases him. Psalm 37, 5. I want to read you this tonight. The Word of God says this. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him. And He shall bring it to pass. Huh? Let me read it again. Commit thy way unto the Lord. What does that mean? That's everything you're doing. Huh? That means you don't do a thing without Him telling you to do it. You say, preacher, can I honestly live my life like that? You better believe you can. (laughs) You better believe you can. It goes right along with praying without ceasing. It's a heart set, right? That goes into a mindset. And before you know it, it's coming out the hands and the feet. Why? Because you're following Him. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. You know what? I don't have to worry about making things happen. Did you just catch that? Not that I could do it anyway. Right? Let's just make sure we're clear on that. If anything happens, it's because God moved and made it happen. Right? But how many times are we trying to make things happen? In our own way. In our own will. Folks, we got to get a hold of God. we got to get a hold of God. We've got to rely on Him. Do you realize nobody gets saved without Him stirring in their heart? Do you realize nobody gets saved without Him doing the saving work? Huh? Yeah, we're, we can believe that, but when it comes to our daily lives, do we trust Him? Yes, do we trust Him? And we need to remind ourselves what we cannot do, God can do. And praise God, what He says that He'll do, He does do. He keeps His promises. Verses 13 through 15, as I read some of that, I want to I finish up with that tonight. It says, And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow, and said, Behold, I dream a dream. And lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled in the host of Midian, and came into a tent, and smote it, and fell. How, how many of you know God can give detailed dreams? How many of you know what God says by detail can happen? Right? Now we know there's symbolism to this. And overturned it that the tent lay alone. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. That's pretty clear, ain't it? That's pretty clear. And that's what God does. Folks, it's his way in his time. Verse 15 says this, And it was so. Let me read it again. And it was so. So not only did God, listen, not only did God promise it, not only was His presence with them, but guess what? It was so. It was so. We don't have to get excited about it, but I think you ought to, because I think it's worth getting excited about. 
It was so. My God, listen, listen, my God comes through. What He promises He will do, He will do His way in His time. And I, I think about this. Let me finish reading 15. And it was so when Gideon heard and telling of the dream and the interpreter of that, he worshipped. That he worshipped. Can I tell you this? When God gives you a promise and you hang on to that promise and God's presence is with you, you know what the next thing you are to do? You are to worship Him, folks. You are to worship Him. You are to give Him praise for what He does. He's worthy. He's worthy. How many of you know we don't deserve an ounce of it? We don't deserve a bit of it. But yet He's a good God. A good God and He does it anyway. His way and His time. And the truth is tonight, you might be sitting here saying, I've been praying about this thing a long time. I've been praying about that a long time. I'm tired of dealing with this. I don't think it's ever going to come to pass. Can I tell you again? His way, His time. Folks, He works everything out for His good. I can't tell you how many times. Listen, you get out there and do it yourself and you get... You get out from underneath the protection of the Holy Spirit. Guess what? You better get ready to go for a ride. You've got to hang in there. You've got to keep praying. You've got to keep waiting, right? How many of you know God's time and our time ain't the same thing? You've got our time and you've got our little circle. Y'all got my hand? Y'all see that? Then you've got God's time and God's purpose, right? And it's infinite, folks. He does not work in our time. And I'm going to go back to it again, group 215, because I can. I think about the blind man. And Jesus put clay on his eyes. But do you, do you remember what it says? And I'm paraphrasing. But he was blind from birth. Why? Because there was a man named Jesus that was going to be coming by. <laughs> that would open his eyes. Huh? Did you catch that? Now I'm saying he ain't a baby. I'm saying this is a grown man. And I'm saying it took clay and it took him being blind all that time for Jesus to show up. You see, sometimes our struggles and sometimes our trials, you know what they are? They're to give glory to God. They're to honor God. And you say, is that crazy? Are you outside your mind? No. Folks, why were we created? To glorify God. To glorify God. To bring a testimony of who He is. His way. His time. Listen, I wonder where you are tonight. I wonder, can you praise Him through it? Can you worship Him through it? Some of y'all, y'all have had promises come through. I ask Him, did you thank Him for it? You know, sometimes we just need to get on our knees and thank God for all He's done for us. Huh? He's carried us through more things than we deserve to even be carried through. Some of us, hey, some of us ought to be laying in a grave somewhere. I mean, I'm being serious tonight. Right? But yet, where are you at? You're in the house of God. On a padded pew with an air conditioner. Praise God with an air conditioner, right? Don't it feel good in here? Maybe. We're fanning up here. All right, I shouldn't ask that question. But aren't we blessed? Aren't we blessed? I tell you this. I think sometimes we just need to stop worshiping. As you all know, you know who won the battle, right? I ain't got to go there. huh? It's clear who showed up. The Lord. Because he was there the whole time. Heads bowed and eyes closed tonight. Listen, I don't know, uh, I don't know uh, what you need tonight or where you are. But I do know this. He's here. And so I'd ask you to come tonight. Maybe it's getting around the altar and worshiping him. Maybe it's getting around the altar and saying, You know what, God, I thank you for what you've done for me. God, how deserving I am. But you've carried me time and time again. I wonder tonight.
Would you come? Would you come? Heavenly Father, God, God, I know that you know, God, what we need more than I ever could. Dear God, I don't even try to know, God. But I ask tonight, dear God, if we ain't said thank you, God, that we do that tonight. God, if we haven't worshipped you, God, I pray we worship you, God. God, I pray that we stop and think of your goodness and grace, God. And God, and, and, and God when it seems like there's 135,000, God, that we're facing, God, to know that you're bigger than it all. God, I wonder tonight, could we just come and seek you tonight? In Jesus' name I pray, amen.